0: Unpacking chrysalis, the art
1: of being human.
2: Hey there, Clayton. How's it going? Pretty sweet. How are you doing today, Benny? I'm going to change it up and I'm going to say I'm very excited because uh, we got Jardini on the podcast today. Now, I'm only one of two people. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, that one. I mean, I'm only one of two people that call her... Jardini. And obviously, you have your own nickname for her, which is great. No, I'm very excited because, you know, Jardine, Jar Jar, Jardini started at the company around the same time that I started. And I always joke that if I could have invested in Jardine stocks, at the beginning of her tenure here i'd have a lot of chrysalis bucks in my pocket right now you know because her stocks are always on the rise and i was excited to see the topic that she chose actually to be very honest i was mildly concerned that when she chose the creating great experiences topic because a long time ago jardine uh did a presentation to a bunch of clients at summit about this topic and i thought it was just going to be a rehash of that but if i've learned anything it's never underestimate jardine and that's not what we got
1: i enjoyed how jar jar really unpacked the the impact on her of being committed to this idea of creating great experiences so she's a person who just adds a ton of energy you talk about uh investing in in (laughs) jardini stocks that probably would have been a good bet because Kelly just adds so much energy to this place, but it's through authenticity. She just shows up as herself, and that is deeply valued here. She understands this idea of creating great experiences, that it's a participation sport, and the extent to which this place is great relies on the people that are here contributing to that, but also benefiting from it. There's a reciprocal relationship to it. There's a reciprocity to to this To this um creating great experiences purpose so
2: well i'm very excited to listen to it again i'm also very excited that i learned the word represent i didn't even learn it you said it and i was like yo that's a word anyway so uh without any further ado let's uh take a listen and uh we'll catch you on the flip side
1: let's do it Hey Kelly, welcome to the podcast. We've had so many great experiences actually working together too many to name or number, but I I just really love, you know, my, my thinking about talking with you today. I just have always really loved seeing you uh, show up each day and every day as a unmasked kind of a version of yourself, a really authentic person. Anyway, maybe a little over the top, Kelly. Sorry if I'm making you blush there. But how would you introduce yourself, Kelly, to this to, to the audience?
0: I've been with IQ for twelve. It'll be twelve years, Clayton, coming up.
1: Oh, wow! Wow! It, so it's D- like double double sabbatical coming up.
0: Like kindergarten to grade twelve. Like I've done a whole <laughs> school round again with Holy IQ shit. Metrics. I'm a small town kid living in the big city of Regina. I guess I'm uh, dedicated to what I'm doing at the moment. I have ambitions, but I also just love being at home and with my family. I like to find the goodness in everyone and the projects I work on. But I also, you know, question a lot of things along the way, if this is the right path I should be on. And I got really deep
1: there. But What if we talked about... How you got started here? What was your first role? Um, what is your role now? And what's that path in between? Can you describe that a little bit?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started off in the support team. So, and and funny enough, I didn't actually know what I was applying for. I <laughs> had a mentor through the cooperative education program and they recommended me to IQ Metrics. they believed in me and they said kelly wow. if you you figured out this system in this company you can do this job and i mm. just that person meant so much to me and the fact that they believed in me i was like yeah okay so i went and memorized the website the IQ Metrics website but like didn't Great actually under, didn't actually understand what it yeah. was memorized the product rq4 and xq yeah. and all the products and then I you know I got the job somehow (laughs)
1: yeah
0: I like to think it's just because of me I ended up first day on the job I uh I locked myself out of my computer by typing my password in cap locks and I for sure thought I was getting fired because IT had to come (laughs) and like look at everything and I was like can't even log into my computer I'm fired (laughs) they kept me yeah (laughs) they kept me so
1: yeah no they know.
0: yeah I started in support, which means, you know, for someone who doesn't understand the support team at IQmetrics, and I, I'm i IQmetrics, I've only been with IQmetrics under the Chrysalis yeah. umbrella. We were, we were on the phones and we were in chats and we we're answering emails to our clients that use our software right in the stores. So majority of the people who called in were reps on the other line being like, Oh, I got an error. I have a customer here. What do I do? So you really yeah. learn quickly how to yeah. help them. So I went from support. And then I just on the phones and I just naturally started helping them the noobs on the team. You know, you saw them struggling, you wanted to help them in a situation. And from that, it kind of turned into training the support team, new hires officially. And then I rolled into uh, the assistant team lead of support, which also took on bigger internal training where new hires all over the company would go through the new hire training and understand our product, which then, you know, slowly turned in, slowly, actually quite quickly, um, moved into external training. So yeah. I would be in workshops with clients and flying across, to you know, southern states to be in boardrooms and training clients, you know, at yeah. corporate offices. And, uh, and then I went from training to, you know, I guess management of a couple of big clients, uh, I got rolled into enterprise launch. So this one was basically the turning point I believe in my role here or my roles here. I had a lead, say, hey Kelly, this client we're launching, we might need to give them some extra love and I think you can do that. You know the product, you can do some, you know, relationship building and and get this going and I've never yeah. done a launch and it was just like Okay, yeah. you believe I can, if you trust <laughs> I can, let's do it. And I did Stacey? it. And it was yeah, that was Stacy. Yeah. Yep. Stacy is uh the, the trust she had in me was uh was key there. So she yeah. threw me into the deep end. She recognized that if there was a problem, she could ask me to be involved in in fixing a problem. I was basically a fixer for a little bit there. So she's like, hey, Cal, you did this, you did this big launch, but I also have this problem over here. Can you maybe tackle this and give this some love? And so I dabbled in RQ Mobile with a whole different carrier even like just dabbled in rq mobile with that relationship once that kind of got going i was asked to like pick up and learn about the repair industry so i dabbled in product management with repair
1: yeah
0: and i very quickly realized that isn't something that is you know for my personality because i just enjoy working with people all day like product is is something is still people but a little different and then i i got brought back into the customer realm of things and I was the lead of client manager of our big major uh that was for a few years and I loved it so then I went and had a baby and when I came back I you know Stacy again sometimes knowing me better than I know myself in the professional yeah. roles I do asked other leads to maybe take a leap of faith with me and mm-hmm. got me in a position where I was actually working with another a uh, big client of ours, uh, in between the corporate side and the client side, and I'm kind of the person yeah. in between, and I love it. I yeah. get to speak on behalf of clients to our partners and the corporate world, and and work on yeah. big strategic projects. Uh, but also, I work for IQ Metrics, so I'm very yeah. making sure we're being taken care of. It. you know, like where it's this right. balancing act, and I love it. It's you really have to know and understand and get get to know the people you're working with in different companies everyone has different objectives and you got to understand how they how to, you know you got to approach them in the right way you got to say the right keywords you know that's yeah. it's to me it's like it's very challenging and very exciting my husband sometimes is like all you do is talk on meetings all day that's <laughs> all you do like do you actually do any work and it's like yeah, yeah that's my that's my work I literally Mm -hmm. talk to people we make decisions and other people do some work and you make sure the communication between all the teams everyone's on the same page yeah that's that's what I do all day
1: no it's it's a massive job this uh client you're talking about this is a huge uh American player in the telco industry that everybody would know if if you mentioned it right yeah yeah, it's a yes. massive company, yeah, massive. yeah, it's
0: intimidating. Like I, yeah, yeah. So there are times where I am like, oh gosh, I'm uh, just got off the phone with someone. And I'm like, I'm just Kelly from Bean Fate, right? Yeah. Like it's like that yeah. imposter syndrome that's like, oh, yeah. I can't believe I just owned that call like that, but like,
1: right, you
0: know? Yeah, it's amazing. I,
1: I remember for myself, the scale has changed a lot, you know, 20 years ago when I started, um, I, I started client services, but there's a handful of us and very few customers and our customers were, you know, 10, 15, 20 locations, which at the time was really significant. And then we kind of got into these two, 300 location customers. And then I moved uh, out of client, uh, the client side. And, um, now the scale is, is, is incredible. Like it's totally different, but I do remember at the same time, uh, thinking, wow, what am I doing here? Uh, why am I, uh, how is, how is it that I'm able to add so much value to these people? And why do they value my time so much? I mean, even just things like, um, you know, a client taking you down to Texas for three or four days to spend with their leaders and just helping them better understand that how to use the software and how to update their, uh, operations to to take advantage of some of the subtleties. And, um, even, you know, when, when we say that, uh, some of the subtleties, some of those conversations would result in multiple million dollar reduction in inventory on hand, for example. So, so like when I say these little, little, uh, These little changes in operations—they're really significant. That, you know, in a from a cash flow perspective for a company. So these were important conversations that we were having. and I was having even back then, Uh, and then they've obviously just scaled way up. So yeah, it's incredible. Kelly from Beanfee is able to step in and make all of this value, make all of this impact on huge, huge companies around Mm -hmm. uh, North America and uh part of it is this trust thing that you talked about um i think this takes us really cleanly to the topic right so i always let uh the person who i'm interviewing pick the topic and um and we just riff from there so so what are we talking about today callan
0: well when you first asked me about this podcast i I guess I kind of assumed it would be tied to work, but then you were like, no, it could be actually anything. It's like Mm -hmm. anyone, any, any topic. (laughs) But I was like, no, I want to do creating great experiences. It's our, not our vision. It's our, what's the word? Purpose. Oh my God, I couldn't think of the word.
1: Uh, What made you pick that topic?
0: It was actually very quickly decided that this is what I wanted to talk about. This, the purpose was decided or agreed upon by the company entirely on a retreat we did and it was the retreat before I joined IQmetrics So I wasn't yeah. a part of it but holy did it it hit me like it was mm. with everything I do in life whether it's grocery shopping driving mm-hmm. um actually doing a big project with someone like you i literally think when it's all over was that a great experience or not yeah and it's not so much and this is me evolving the 12 years i've been here Mm -hmm. it's not it wasn't so much did somebody create a great experience for me It's like did i help in that scenario to make it to make a great experience for everyone involved Mm -hmm. so oh
1: wow yeah it's not just
0: yeah, like it's not just like, oh to that. like this like something that came to mind was like, you go shopping. You yes. know like the people who work in the stores, do you need any help with anything? You can mm-hmm. say no. Yeah. But if you say yes, they will be able to and you answer some questions about what you need help with. They yeah. will create a great experience for you if you let them. I'm my mother's daughter. she just talks to anyone on the street. and I mm-hmm. have that from her. Mm-hmm. And I kind of—it's within me, so I—I've I, noticed it as I've grown, and it's just like, why not? Why not let yeah. people help you, in turn help them, help you, and just yeah. it feels so much better. Yeah. So It's—it's every—it's everything. It's like I can't help but like I go on—I fly so much, so I'll be on the plane and I can't sit and just pay attention to myself over here while everyone's loading because I'm looking to somebody need help to put their overhead bin and does someone like (laughs) does someone look confused and I want to like help them direct them like I can't my brain doesn't stop until it's like oh everyone's kind of good okay let's go like everyone having a good experience here today it sounds corny but if you if everyone kind of thought like that I think everyone would just be a lot nicer to one another
1: (laughs) yeah no I think it's it's not, well, okay, it may sound corny, but it isn't. It, it, it's, a, it's a way of thinking. It's about, and it, I think it's about the intentions that we have as we go about our day-to-day. And like you said, it it evolved in your mind from what's my great experience to, oh, how do I participate in this thing of creating great experiences? Like yeah. Christopher, Christophers the founder, uh, used to say, uh, Clayton, what if we could create a company that people got energy from? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, imagine like waking up Monday morning, coming to work and there's wonderful people and there's wonderful challenges. And you're, you, you, you come with your full battery of energy and you do your work with these wonderful people and these interesting and really difficult, challenging, rewarding projects. And then you leave with, uh, as much or more energy than you came and then the next day you come and you and then you take that energy back home and give it to your family to yourself to your pets to your just to your life so what if we could create a company that wasn't a drain on people's energy but actually help them leave with as much energy as they had when they got here as opposed to the typical environment where we're you know we're trying to just by friday we're, we're dragging ourselves to the weekend and hoping we can recharge enough to get through the next week now this is always an aspiration uh, i'm not saying that we've figured this out but it's an interesting input to this idea of creating great experiences i think of that when i hear you talking about what it does for you it helps adjust your intention with how you think about your relationship with those around you uh, at work at the grocery store on the plane and And I have to, the reason I'm so struck by this and maybe I'm talking a little too much about it is because that's had the same effect on me. I notice that I'm much more thoughtful about how I interact with other people in pretty much every scenario. Like when I'm at the grocery store checking out, I'll be thinking about this other person who's there doing their job, doing the best they can. And I'm there doing the best I can. And we're just people. And I guess the, I I do think about that with regards to my colleagues, with anybody, like if I'm getting a shuttle from the car, uh, dealership, or if I'm on a plane sitting next to somebody, I'm, I'm just thoughtful about how I'm in that moment, I guess, with them. And I, Mm -hmm. and I just, it helps me to see that we all, we all deserve to have these great experiences and why not just have a mindset of where your intention is to, is to, is to add energy to the world and to the people around you and to yourself. Anyway, this is what I think about when you're talking. It's
0: the exact same. It can be the smallest thing, Clayton. Uh, And it could be, and it could also be the, the smallest thing to you could be the biggest thing to someone else, right? So, That's right. Like, this makes me sad at the same time, because for me to feel those things every day, Clayton, I, this my personality, I need to be with people.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: So the lowest time probably in my career would be, and I think it's a lot of people, it's not just mm-hmm. poor Kelly, but like COVID, when we're all at home. And then now our companies, yeah. you know, we're we're going to be remote here soon for a while. And mm-hmm. that energy that I could bring to others is now trapped behind a screen.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and it makes me sad,
1: it's true, yeah, but the pandemic really changed um, so much. It's such a complicated topic. I don't even know how we could unpack that. I know. I <laughs> we know. Could spend, we could spend all know. of our time talking about just that and the impact of that, and mm-hmm. it, it has been um, very difficult as, as a transition for me too. But, um but keep Kelly, staying,
0: staying yeah. with the creating great experiences though, I so th- I knew this podcast was coming and we were going to discuss it, but I did a little exercise with my client engagement team on mm. the middle of a call. I, and one of the questions, the Q&A section for the leaders, I just, leadership on a spot, not to say they're responsible for creating great experiences for us, but I asked, can anyone share a time recently that you felt you created a great experience for someone?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was prepared for this, but they, you know, reversed it to me and said, well, you you start, you know, so I shared it. I shared a story. Party <laughs> yeah, so I was, I was mentally prepared for this, but then after, you know, it was kind of, I actually didn't know what response I was looking for, but I didn't get many answers,
1: Yeah. but
0: it made people think. And when I yeah. did, you know, it made people think like, when have I, you know, they're, they're, everyone's kind of questioning when have they had that for themselves? When have they created it? It made, it made people kind of start, you know, reflecting. Um, but I did have some conversations with others after and they said, I can't I can't just come out and talk about me creating great experiences for people because it feels like I'm bragging about it. Mm. So a- about myself, it feels like I'm like, look how good I am. I did this for this person. Praise me. like. And I just <laughs> wished I I almost would like to challenge people to not look at it that way but to look about how you're part of it takes two, it takes three, it takes, Mm -hmm. you can create probably a great experience for yourself in a room if you really want to, but like sharing it with others and being a part of a great experience is better than just Mm -hmm. the creator, I guess it's, I invited a few people to, to for lunch. And I asked, I said, can you let me know if you're going to come so that I can let the restaurant know, you know, obviously, if they're fully staffed, it's a better experience for us. Help us make a good experience for ourselves, mm, you know, like right. <laughs> that type of thing. So it's like, so no, I don't know. I hope some people might at work might listen to this and be like, yeah, okay. It's not bragging. It's just sharing how we could interact a little differently. I don't know.
1: If I was to say part of the thing I, that maybe gets in the way is that people think of great experiences as, great big things and actually um, I've never really thought of it that way. I've thought of I've always mm-hmm. thought of the great experiences as more along what you're describing it's 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 in the moment with people being just being present um, listening, caring about the experience another person is having but also caring about the experience you're having thinking about what can I add in this moment to make this experience better uh, you talked about being on support you know people call you, um, in bad moments, like you said, uh, I have a customer in front of me, <laughs> I can't get this thing to work, or I don't know how this works. Uh, people call you because they're trying to do inventory. They're not, or they're ordering a, a, a very important job for that person. And they're not sure how the, how to do the min max level setting or some mm-hmm. setting, some function that's actually very helpful, but they don't know how to use it and they're calling you in a, in a heightened state. Where we've all heard these uh, examples, working in support is a nightmare because people are flipping out. Well, we can actually, in that moment, of course, a person is in a heightened state, but in that moment, what what can I do to support this person? So for me, it was always about create a really calm space for that person and be really factual and just get really clear on what the problem is and offer them possible solutions. And sometimes it's really easy. Other times it's like, you have to think through it and you even have to get, you know, well, what is the actual problem you're trying to solve and really work the person through. But the point is uh, I want them to know that I'm concerned about what they're experiencing. I want to be supportive of them. And you know, what happens of course, is the next time they call, they are less heightened because they know that at this company, uh, Acumetrics, when I call their support, their people, that person or those people want to support me in this way. And it it just compounds and it makes a better experience for me overall, makes a better experience for them. And it ripples out like, a you know, uh-huh. the old stone in the water thing. So this is how I think about great experiences, uh, uh-huh. not the trips or the beer in the office or the whatever the things like I don't think the, the great experience for me has always been uh the thrill of doing really challenging, difficult things with people that are also trying to do those things that I care about and doing things that we didn't necessarily know we could do. Like, wow, we got this problem and this thing, this opportunity. I don't know how we're going to do this. Then you do it. And it's like that's the great experience, like this process, right? Like like when CK walked into the boardroom one day and said, "Hey, you know what our goal should be ten thousand doors, ten thousand locations, ten thousand build locations, which was, you know, a ten x multiplier probably of what we had at the time. And that was unsettling and nerve-wracking, <laughs> but but the process that we went through to get to ten thousand doors and just the thrill and the 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 teamwork and the camaraderie and the effort and the and the the actually being able to achieve that when we didn't really know how we might those are the sorts of things that i'm thinking about when i think about great experiences just the experience of doing things that we weren't sure we could do and maybe 10,000 dollars is a bad example when i'm trying to say it's in the mm-hmm. moment but it's actually a billion little moments that resulted in yeah. us getting to 10,000 dollars and that is this joy and this this experience Which... that i've thought of as great experience
0: and it ironically clayton ties into how we are today with our our small steps into our giant leaps right yeah. like all the little little steps the little great experiences along the way will create a, you know a yes. big aha moment or the big celebration and interesting i remember in support days when you're on the call with those frantic people i used to you know, until you're comfortable with the software and actually know the answers, you're almost frantic yourself too. That's <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, it's, it doesn't help.
0: You all, you need to let that person know it's not them. You know, the, yeah. if they if they're, it's like you aren't you aren't the problem. It's the software. Let's work this through together. Let's you That's know right. work here. It's not you know that setting that stage. I remember I was down with a client in a war room, and I'm with the client with talking to their staff, and I remember talking to a lady on the phone and she's crying and I was like mm-hmm. it was a big day it was software it was messy it was yeah. a launch thing and it's like yeah. this this isn't you this isn't you doing anything wrong this is the software mm. and I'm very sorry you can tell the customer you can blame us blame the person on the phone this isn't you know like <laughs> and you could just hear her de-escalating internally yep. and I'm in this moment with her and then I'm off the phone and one of the you know, one of the corporate staff is just like that was amazing to listen to. Yeah, you like the way you talked to her. Like it was just like I remember being like, oh, it was just being genuine and you know, being making yeah. sure she felt comfortable. And it's just, you know, you Kelly, can create, you can even create great experiences in bad situations.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. That yeah. that you you modeled behavior there that everybody in that call still probably remembers and they maybe don't remember that moment, but they remember that, Oh, I could choose in these really heightened moments to be this person. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. I think that what you're, this is a reflection. I think of that trust that you talked about earlier in the conversation, you came into this environment, you immediately felt trusted. You were trusted along the way to be an authentic version of yourself and make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. But your, your intention was right. And your skills were, uh, you know, the right skills for the moment, but it was the trust that allowed you to step into those moments and be much more authentic. And I think that that the reflection of all of that shows up in those moments when you're calling, when you're on that call with that person, you, because you are trusted and you're in an environment where you feel that. You, you can absorb that blame. You can, you feel comfortable offering that person, the ability to blame you because you're not threatened by that. You're, you're creating space for that other person to be a human. And I think this is kind of what we've been always had as a focus. How do we create space for humans to be human, to show up, do extraordinary things because they want to. And you just did that for that person, but I think this is what the company's always tried to do. Is that your experience here, or how does that relate to the experience you've had here?
0: You know, like I said, I've been here twelve years. I know there's been people here longer. I couldn't imagine working in a job where that wasn't what we were supposed to do.
1: Yeah,
0: like it actually would. Be very set, like you know, going to a place and they're like, Here's your role, fit in it.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's like, No, I've never yeah. had that. I've been like, Here's a role, but it might turn into six different things. Can you kind of figure it out as you go? And I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you know?
1: I can do that.
0: Yeah. yeah. um Yeah. I just, I wish, I hope everyone kind of feels that way when they come to work. Any anywhere, not just IQ metrics, but like can can come to go to work. You spend majority of your life working. Mm -hmm. To 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 feel that way, that they can be their authentic self and actually care about the outcome and how it affects people in this world. That Mm -hmm. was that was one of the biggest things that I learned very quickly about IQ metrics was just like what we did for this world beyond our actual work community like that and sometimes i would have these moments of is this what i'm supposed to be doing with my life <laughs> i'm i'm selling i'm working in software i'm helping people on computers how am i actually making this world a better place you know like mm-hmm. those questions and i you know i have my ups and downs with it um do we have time for a story about this yeah okay
1: yeah we're good for another half an hour
0: oh okay um one of these moments I was questioning it was I went from I was on the road a lot and it was in a in a store with a client piloting something and they were just hating it they were miserable I felt like we were I was trying to make it better. I was trying to understand, be in their shoes, understand. And mm-hmm. I would come back to the, you know, to the product team and be like, this is what the world they're living in. How can we make this better? And we got mm-hmm. it better. It's it's great now, but it was tough. And I just thinking, like, I spent this week in a store. How am I helping the actual world? You know, like I had all <laughs> and I'm on I'm on the plane and I'm reading the free magazine in the front. It was all about these like people working for non-governmental organizations and like changing the world and all these things. And I was like, I remember like actually sobbing. Like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Mm. I end up going to a pub at the airport weird. I'm always at a pub at the airport. I'm sitting there and this two ladies walk up and they sit at the table next right in front of me. And then this other gentleman comes and he sits beside me and we're all just waiting for the next flight. And the girls are just on a high. They are just pumped. They came back from a Mm -hmm. retreat. They were working for some sort of company that's borderline, a pyramid type of company, but they were just (laughs) on a high. And this guy beside me is a a doctor. We all got talking because the one girl dropped her phone in the toilet. (laughs) I said, are you going to try to get it fixed? Are you going to get a new one? Because I'm just, you know, I was around like the repair world at the same time. And And we started talking, they asked what we do and we all share and. And I had this moment of, oh my gosh, you're a doctor, you're doing this for the world. You two are like just loving your life at the moment. And and I said it out loud to this gentleman beside me, this doctor, and he was just like, oh, we have our ups and downs too. And then as he, he also realized he had to go and he got up and he started to walk away and he said, he had his phone in his hand, I'm going to cheer up. <laughs> he goes, this is my life yeah if i didn't have the cell phone and the wireless connection we do today like i couldn't be amazing as like you know i couldn't be the best self he's like you have to think about the wow. the experience you're creating by being in this industry and helping it grow you're making a difference and he turned around and he walked away and i was just like ah. wow It was a moment that it was a, like you're
1: unexpectedly right. beautiful story kelly i think about my 25 years here and um wow you just helped me put it into a lot of perspective there. That's so cleanly related to what our, the purpose too, of creating great experiences at IQmetrics, um, because we always try to describe that, look, it's who, who is that for? Uh, well, it's for, for yourself, it's for your colleagues, it's for the company, uh, it's for our partners, it's for our clients, but it's also for the communities that we live in. And, I just remember Christopher used to just say, like, we have to understand that we live in lives that most people don't necessarily have access to. Like we, we live really fortunate lives. We have uh, nice jobs that have meaningful um, outcomes and um, we live kind of in a comfortable way that, um, you know, we have to give back not just money, but time. And, uh, and we spent so much time doing that. we. We we've done that over the years with the philanthropy and that wasn't just us writing checks and giving money back. Although I'm a big advocate of giving money. I think it's important to give money (laughs) and give lots. And, um, so that's a whole nother discussion, but we also, you know, it's the intention with which we give money. It wasn't to get a tax break. It was to connect us to our community. And that was always rooted in this creating great experiences. Thing. And so that that was just another angle of our work experience that was an offshoot of this purpose that added so much value to my life. Yeah. Billy, what does? Yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, just these last three years of you know stuff has <laughs> been hard on me as well with the whole not feeling. We haven't been doing that because we you know we're in a place where we aren't traveling together. We aren't doing those things. We need yeah. to get back there. Clayton is just. I I would tell myself this is a, you know, this company is amazing, and I need to feel it again. We are amazing. I just am ha- personally
1: the pandemic and the, the effect. The
0: pandemic, of the no office, offices. the no big group meeting, the trips. You know, like mm-hmm. it's not just a trip somewhere. It's like all of us being together, and we'd always do a volunteer day. or our India trip, Clayton was just yeah. life changing, life changing you know, Nicaragua, life changing. Yeah, And it felt like I was a part of more of a change in this, you know, a helping in this world. And now I'm just like, yeah.
1: oh. you know, what I'm thinking about is, um, um, this aspiration of creating great experiences made us such a unique company. I know I learned years and years ago to stop talking about where I worked to my friends and family because they just got sick of it. It was like, yeah, we get it. It's amazing. you, love your work you love the people you work with you do interesting things you volunteer and I get it and they got really sick of hearing me just talk about it but then of course uh you know 2019 the pandemic and all the things that have happened since then have really changed all that and it's it's been difficult for me too um it yeah it's been difficult because I don't I haven't quite yet processed it all like what does this all mean how do we strive towards creating great experiences where are those moments when we're not even together anymore and um you know you were describing you go to this public workspace and 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 you said oh clayton you should come here too there's a yeah but um yeah there's something about having a home that uh where all your friends are you know we have a few hundred friends that you go which is also the same thing about the the trips that you talked about when a few hundred of us would go to a place it was about us being together uh, we were from all over north america at the time and we would end up at this resort in the dominican or you know somewhere in mexico and that sounds really extravagant and it is in a way but the extravagance wasn't the point the point was I get to actually sit for an evening and chat um i was just actually writing a note to um to a good friend this morning about the last time we were in mexico in cabo we spent most of our mornings um with with this couple that we just love and and they live in vancouver and we live here we couldn't spend time with them like that. But most mornings that trip, we went to the beach. Well, we went to the restaurant, which was on the beach and had beautiful little chats, mm-hmm. you know? And that just means so much to me. Um, yeah. This is the great experience. It's that human thing, the human connection. And then you go to those trips and then you come back and you're energized, you're clarified. Who are my people? I see them in a different way. I understand who they are, what motivates them, why I care about them more, and just energized. Like all these things that we did, just energized us. And then since the pandemic, that that trip to Cabo was when the pandemic was starting, and uh, you know, there's eight cases in the United States at the time or something. And we had no idea. We shut the offices down for three weeks. (laughs) Remember that? Marty sent that email out. Yeah. Hey, we're going to just shut the office for three weeks and.
0: And we'll all be back.
1: (laughs) And then we'll see you then and we'll play it, but we'll figure it out. And it's like, and we're not back. (laughs) So, anyways, you, yeah. So I'm trying to process this all myself. And um, where do you think uh, creating good experiences might go from here? What are the opportunities, Kelly? I think
0: it's. Something we have to figure out because I can't live without it.
1: It's in the moments though.
0: It's in the moments. It's yeah. it's in the moments. You let happen to you and you help create.
1: Oh wow, that's beautiful. That yeah, that you let happen to you and that you help create. You you're making me kind of in my mind, I'm seeing just opening up to experience and being willing to allow yourself experiences. And
0: again, like with the last three years of people being alone it's like it's not as easy as riding a bike you have to Mm -hmm. like getting you know you have to actually put yourself in a uncomfortable situation or a risk or of of an awkward situation to to let it happen to you Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people just go about their business now in stores and don't have this conversations with strangers you know Six feet mm-hmm. apart. You never know how they're gonna react,
1: but <laughs> oh. oh it's true.
0: I probably make a lot of op- more awkward moments for people than maybe great experiences, but I'm not yeah. <laughs> not quitting.
1: <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I'm doing this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey Kelly, now that we've talked for a while, what made you pick the topic of create great experiences? Or what does creating great experiences mean to you?
0: He asked me two and a half years ago, I might have a different answer. But right now, it's it's really to create a better world for my Joey, mm. for my daughter. It's mm. And what's a day worth living when you're not happy about something? Like, I just, like, I just, it's storytelling. It's It's everything, Clayton. It really is. It's like, I don't want to sound like I'm just, bought into iq to the point where i'm evangelizing their their mission here but it's, it really <laughs> yeah. is it's something that is just
1: it's more than a corporate uh, yeah. uh mantra it's more than a poster it's actually a way of um it's a way of life li- it's living. my it's a,
0: personal culture
1: become my personal culture too it's how i choose to live my life and it's brought so much joy to my to my life appreciation in the moments. Yeah, it's just a great I way to get, live a life.
0: I get as much joy out of bringing someone a spontaneous coffee as I do with getting dropped off a spontaneous That's
1: right. coffee. Yes.
0: And if everyone lived <laughs> like that, it wouldn't be what is being done for me. It's being everyone is doing it for each other, and it just would just be yeah. wonderful.
1: It is wonderful when it's like that. I think you're right. We are we we can do that right we 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 just have to choose to do that Mm -hmm. and we have to choose to be aware and appreciate when people do it for us and that is part of this creating great experiences for ourselves and for those around us
0: absolutely
1: Kelly is there anything that you want to say that we haven't talked about yet or is there something that you want to say in a different way that you've already said
0: I have so many things I don't know What's what an I,
1: example?
0: I guess I just I want to challenge people that what we're sharing right now and the love we have for this vision mission, how much IQ Metrics has helped us grow, turn us into the humans we are today. If you don't have that, try to find it. If IQ Metrics isn't doing that for you and you don't feel like you're Having that lead that trusts you in the way that your role can evolve and you be authentic in it. Talk to your lead about it. Something has to change. It's not worth your your job is a job, your career is a career, but like it's your every single day is it's the rest, you work it's through your life. Be somewhere that makes you feel this way. There's a lot of complaints in the world right now, and a lot, you know, in house too at IQ Metrics that, you know, people aren't happy with certain decisions. And it's, there's a lot of jobs out there. You need to find one that you like waking up for, that you like fighting for, that you leave feeling more energized. It doesn't drag you down.
1: So. Yeah. I love the intention with which you share that, Kelly. Um, people deserve. Um, energy people deserve joy people deserve great experiences and life is too short not to to be a place where you're getting that um but also like you say the challenge is choosing to create them for others and choosing to open yourself up to them happening to you and that's something that's kind of gone away a little bit with um remote work. And, uh, it's, an this, it's an additional challenge. Uh, but I love the intention with which you say that it's not get out of here. If you're not happy, it's you deserve to be happy. You should be happy. Mm-hmm. If we're not helping create space for you to get energy and give energy back, then recognize that, that you deserve better, reach out to your lead, try to figure it out. And and if you can, like you say, there are a lot of opportunities out there that are wonderful, and you deserve.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) Oh, Kelly, that was um, much more emotional than I thought it would be. When I think of Kelly Jardine, it's, it's just this really open and honest person who is willing to ask the questions that need to get asked with no concern about shame or embarrassment or silliness. And I've always just so deeply admired that in you. And because that's obviously something I don't really have. I do look to you and I, I think about you often as a, as a person to model that from and be more courageous, be you. You help me be more courageous in deciding that I need to understand this. I need clarity more than I need to worry about feeling silly. I need to ask this question because the critical piece is clarity. This has been so wonderful, Kelly. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for this conversation.
0: You just, you, it's really lovely to hear how much you actually know me. (laughs) (laughs) Clayton, you just, yeah, that's, that's, I have to ask those questions and yeah it's i remember one time on a phone call with a very big client she kept saying the delta inventory will be there the delta this the delta that right. and kelly i'll get you the delta this and i finally right. had to stop and i'm like i don't know what delta means <laughs> like what what are you sending me and there's like 30 people on this call. And I was like, I, like, what? And she's just like, it's this pause. And she goes, oh, the difference. I'm going to send you the difference. And I was just like, we didn't learn that word in Canada. (laughs) (laughs) Just say difference then. Right. (laughs) So, yes, that was a big, that was a moment. I, you know, I still ask the questions, Clayton, but Google's really quick too, so...
1: (laughs) Yeah, really? no, that's oh. true. It's true. I remember when we were Thank in you. India too. I've been in the many <laughs> moments of, of with you and observing that, and it's such a power, such a superpower. But uh. it, you know, thirty-one people in that call, uh, seven of them weren't clear on what she was trying to communicate, and you just created space for clarity, and it's such a gift. Um, and you modeled that for all those people in that room. Hey, if I don't know something that somebody's trying to describe to me, it's really important that I know what they're trying to describe to me. I have to get clarity. This is an example of creating great experiences. You relieved all of those people of, of preferring uh, to stay quiet for fear of shame. And you demonstrated, yeah, you could choose that. Or you can just get clarity. And uh, that's just a little example of, uh, of your superpower. So Thank you. Um, and those two women couldn't pyramid scheme without you. And that doctor couldn't doctor in this way that he <laughs> doctors without you. So you're nailing it, pal. You're nailing uh, it.
0: Thank you, Clayton. Thank you for asking me and being a part of it. And...
1: A pleasure. Okay.
2: How about that? What a listen that was. I was uh, very excited about this whole podcast because it, like I said in the beginning, wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And uh, as I've mentioned before, I spend a lot of time listening to these because I have to edit them and that takes some time. But this one I found myself making notes. And the one or two things that I found that I really, really appreciated from this is the value that there is in finding energy and joy from the things that you do in your day-to-day life, like, and not in the YOLO way, but in the sense that like everyone deserves happiness or energy and joy. And I feel like Jardine really drove that point home and I thought it was a really kind of nice sentiment kind of leads into understanding your own self-worth and self-value. I understand that this is beginning to sound like a self-help podcast and maybe that's not our intention, but man, did that just connect with me. You know, what did you think, Clayton?
1: The the gist of what I want to say about Jar Jar is that, you know, if the purpose of this podcast is to uh, unpack Chrysalis by talking to the people that work here and through that better understanding what it's like to be here, this is a really great example of it because Kelly just describes the the impact of that, her embracing the challenge of creating great experiences and having that kind of be a filter for her life. It's her personal life, professional life. And she really describes that very well. The impact of this intention of our company, the impact that it's had on her as a person, not just at work. And I thought that was quite, moving and insightful.
2: Yeah, I think it's a lovely portrait of the person that you call Jar Jar and the person that I call Jardini. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad that she did it. I'm so glad she shared all of that with us. It was, you know, a real valuable takeaway. It's real sage advice from for uh, Kelly from Bien or however you say it now.
1: Bean Yeah, I did not to say it either. A, I yeah. thought
2: it was spelled bienfait. It like, is
1: well French done, French bienfait. But I think in Saskatchewan it's just
2: bienfait. That's a funny thing because it's yeah well done, well it's done French. Kelly Jardine <laughs> <laughs> bienfait. <laughs> I well I could live with that being the end of the podcast. Just so you know, <laughs> but it would be great. Okay, well I'm going to do it now. And with that, uh, again, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you have. Questions, comments, concerns, if you want to buy merch. Just kidding. We don't have that. Anyway, feel free to reach out to Clayton or myself, or better yet, uh, leave a a review on Spotify. You know, give us how many stars you think we deserve. uh, Five. Yeah, five. Yeah, perfect. Okay, (laughs) five it is. And uh, with that, we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening. See ya.
0: Unpacking Chrysalis, the art of being human.